Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports, the podcast where comedians talk sports. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. You can give me a follow on Twitter. That's at Joe Kilgallen. Follow the podcast at Comedy Sports Pod. Give us a like on Facebook. That's simply Comedians Talking Sports with Joe Kilgallen, your boy. And uh, what else? Uh, Punch Drunk Sports. We're proud to be on that network. Check out punchdrunksports.com and check out all the other podcasts there. Got some real gems on that website. Oh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm um, back with one of my favorite guests making his third appearance on the show uh, from the dollop. Point versus point from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Number 18 in your programs. Number one in your hearts. I don't know why I gave you that jersey number. I'll Gareth Reynolds. How are you, Gareth? Hi, everybody. Number 18. <laughs> How's it going? Great, man. I'm really happy to see you. I haven't seen you in a really long time. I know, time. yeah. You've um, had a baby. Yeah, a pregnant wife, baby, just a whole whole lot of stuff. She's not but pregnant anymore, right? She's not, no. Okay, I was saying baby. that, yeah, right. while she was pregnant, I wasn't going out You don't get to play both now. Months. No, I know. But yeah. the, you know what is nice about that? When there's shit you don't want to do, but hey, my wife's pregnant. I really can't make it. Oh, and baby. Oh, baby, too, man. That's what this kid's kid coming to clutch too. already. You, have, you do now have the best excuse. <sighs> that I've is maybe the closest I'll come to having a kid, as if like I really am just like, I got to cancel on a lot of people next year. I need a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you'd be a great dad. Well, you're a good okay. cat dad. Yeah. And then I think that's probably where it'll end. That's, that's <laughs> uh, probably where my genie, uh, my. Genes will end. You're, you're, yeah, uh, I mean, Genealogy? I, th- I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. And that, but then I got that's worried. a word, but it's it wouldn't have made sense in that sentence. It doesn't. It does not. Didn't think but so. But it's fine. See? That's why. Um, I, dude, I'm happy to see you. That's why I cut it in half. Despite all the Packers stuff you got around here. Well, listen. What's the matter? You don't like to be in front of winners? Uh, you can, hey, oh, uh, both dude. sides. See? you tried to. I know, Joe I tried to turn his cup around so the Packers logo isn't facing me anymore. But guess what? You There's backup on this duo. Uh, By the way, winners. It doesn't that water now I taste a, like that, winning juice? Uh, the water tastes wonderful, actually, considering yeah. it's LA. Thank you. Listen though, my man, I haven't really got. To, I, don't, I don't think I've seen you since my Cubs won the World Series. Crazy, isn't that nuts? Crazy. I bring it up as often as I can. I uh, well, this is the thing though that you devoted yourself more than ever that year. You really went out of your way. I did. So you were sort of like. It's, I was. It's a, I knew, it's a magical season. It was a magical season, and I, I joked with people saying, like, when they won the World Series, I said, I can't wait for my um, – I, I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl because we right. were in a surprise. So I, I said, I can't wait for my baby to be born so I could tell he or she about t- today, the greatest right. day of my life. Yeah. Like, that's the best day. Right, the day and that the Cubs that their birth all. will forever live in the shadow of. You know, yeah, really well. And um, no, I don't know. I actually whispered in my son's ear yesterday, it's tied. Because I, it's, son, no, that's say, not a fair thing because I don't think one can happen without the other. But we're resetting the time continuum. So yeah. you don't know of the son. I don't, don't know, know of Matthew. Son. Yeah, I don't know of him. Yeah. But now that he's here... Um, <laughs> They're they're one in one a of greatest days of my life. And okay. if someone says, "What about your wedding?" I'm like, "That's like day number seven. Come yeah. on, like yeah. you know, no. weddings are great." My wife wouldn't yeah. even say the wedding was the greatest day. No. It was a great party though. I've been to some really amazing barbecues. I, wedding seems great. like a beating if you're the person getting married. It goes by so fast. But I like I always it was feel fun, though. anytime the bride or groom, whoever it is, comes up to me at a wedding to give me like, "So did you here you are at the wedding?" I'm like, "Go just go to us yeah. somewhere else and tell me when you're done with this shit and we can have a pop or we something. We can have a really good time." Yeah. It is it is draining because there's a lot there's a lot of you know you gotta go to the church you gotta you know worry about uh-huh. people getting along uh-huh. sometimes you have that depending on your family yeah see again I think it's gonna be me you're and the right cat. you you like you said you've been to some good barbecues Great I've been barbecues. to some wonderful Great you know barbecues. above ground pool parties where I'm like this beats the shit out of a wedding yeah you know yeah so um but yeah being a dad man I'll tell you um oh bit the Cubs I wanted to roll that all into one I don't know if you knew this but I was on a local morning show in Chicago. 
in September of 2015. And the Cubs went to the playoffs in 2015, lost in the um, NLCS to the Mets. Right. And that was a great team, great season. You know, it all built toward the next year, the culmination, if uh-huh. you will, will them say. winning the some World Series. Say. Some will say. Yeah. And I was on that morning show, and the, I told them that I wouldn't have a baby until the Cubs won the World Series. Wow. And I said that there. And um, they go, really? Well, you know, they bought me some Cubs onesies. We're hoping this is the year. And then I told Cubs fans, relax. If it's not this year, it's going to be next year. Let's not be those fans who anytime something goes wrong, we're like, well, here we go again. And Because that's like the mentality of a loser. You know, you think what's going to go but wrong. But if will they had lost that game seven. It would. Yeah, that would have. That, that, what that does is that just adds. It, that's why it's so pivotal. Because if they lost that, it's like. They are doomed. I mean, the amount of doomsday stuff that the media would be throwing at you. You know, when your team loses in that last game, whatever sport it is, you the avoidance you have to go through, you basically need to go into like a biodome for like two and a yeah. half weeks where nobody could talk to you about it. Nobody, you don't have to watch ESPN. You don't have to like see, you know, the, the other team on all the magazines when you go to buy groceries. Yes, that is that is part of it. There is a lot that they shove in your face if you're on the losing side. But you notice they do. You notice, Garrett, the whole time you were describing that there's been a big smile on my face. Yeah, right. Because we won. (laughs) Because you won. It didn't happen. But I know what you're you're saying. I there was that. I tried to be since the Cubs hired Theo Epstein, who's like this, you know, genius, and they have like this smart front office and Joe Madden, who's this like 63 year old guy who drinks wine and is like. It's hard to not cool. like Joe Madden. Yeah, there's something about this Cubs team where I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing the whole knocking on wood sports superstition crap that I've done my whole life. And I was the most superstitious. Yeah. I wouldn't if, if you got out of a seat and someone scored a run, I would like our friendship would be questioned, <laughs> right, you know. Right. And with every sport, I was like that: football, hockey, all of them. And it, ne- it doesn't get you anywhere. It's stupid, and it's funny to me because. I'll tell people this, and they go, good for you. And then they'll say what you said, but if they would have lost that game seven. Yeah. And it's usually my friends who are pretty hardcore atheists. And I'm like, what do you think? Like, what? Do you, like, you think right. it's all the cosmos? I mean, it would have been, if they would have lost that game seven, though, I will have to admit, it would have had to have been like, okay, there is something going on. It would have, I mean, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's Buckner. Were you watching Honestly, that Buckner. game? You watched game you know, seven? Uh, what I had to do a show, and I was like, I obviously was paying attention to it. But then as it was getting crazy, I went to a bar and watched the end of it. Um, but, it, I mean, it, you know, it, it was just the craziest game. It really was the most And I'm not a huge game. baseball fan, but yeah. that is such a compelling, I mean, that, you know. Well, the stories, the stakes couldn't be higher. Yeah. I've t- living in L.A., I've talked to people who don't like sports at all, and all of them were like, that was almost too perfect a script. Yeah. Because, you know, it had everything you would have in a screenplay. Yeah. You know, could, you, the yeah. heroes get out to you, got that false thing yep. where it's like oh we false victory yep. we've got this it's in the bag we got a nice cushion here we've got th- we, they were up six to three with four outs to go right people forget that there's two outs in the eighth when all when they scored three runs that tied six six so there's your you know uh what's it that they call it? darkness of something or whatever uh, uh, dark you know, that night beach of the soul sheet, yeah that beach sheet from <clears throat> that book save the cat yeah I had the all's lost moment, uh-huh. all that kind of stuff, and then that you know the resolve, and here's the tenth inning, we, the heroes come back, yeah. and happily ever after, and all that. If, this is if you're a Cubs fan, obviously. Obviously, if yeah, you're an Indians fan, this yeah. shit was horrible. Yeah. But you know the way I saw it, you had the Cavs. <laughs> Terrible movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> they already had Major League. How many good sports movies do they need? Well, they certainly didn't have two. Ah, uh, yeah, Major League Two was kind of disappointing. They made a Major League Three. Back to the Miners. Yeah, I saw that on TV. 
I think it was made on TV. It probably TV, was. Yeah. It probably was. It's Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. And you know who else was in it? Walter Goggins. You know him? Or oh, yeah. Walter Goggins. He's yeah, a yeah. great actor. Great actor. He's like the young stud ball player. Wow. It's one of his first roles. All right. I like I know, a bit of I, I saw it on TV recently. I loved him in Justified and The Shield and, yeah. and something recently. Oh, he's Vice on Vice Principles. Principles. Yeah, he's great in that. I've only seen an episode of that, and I oh, really liked great. it. I got to check out the rest, though. Um, yeah, so... And then when the Cubs won it all, I remember thinking to myself, this is amazing how I timed this. I got to go back on that morning show in Chicago. You haven't? I haven't gone back. You yet. have they, to. they called me, actually. They wanted me to, to be on it uh, the, a couple days after the World Series. But I was in New York. And I'm like, I can't fly in. It's not going to work. They're like, you think you'd do a phoner? I go, what time? And they go, at this time, I'm like, I'm going to be like checking in. I'm going to be, I have to be at the airport. Yeah. I didn't want to like talk out loudly at the Newark airport. Yeah. being like, you know, the Cubs. And yeah, um, I was too busy crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did. I did cry. You'd be dehydrated. Yeah, I know. The, the, the tears just kept coming. So like, I'm going to have to hit them up. Maybe when I, I go back there, I'll, yeah. I'll get on that. Yeah. Thing and now. get paid. You hear paid, what's the name right? of the place? It's called uh, You and Me in, this, in the Morning. You and Me in the Morning. You pay and Me in the, the Morning. Pay, pay me. the man. Yeah, I got a kid now, right? I got yeah. to be looking out for the little one. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone, uh, this is the first podcast in over a month. I had to take uh, my maternity leave, as I call it. Sure. But the podcast is back. We're back with one of our favorites, Gareth Reynolds here. Uh, I'll be honest with you, though. I don't want to be one of those sports fans who tries to wing it. I have not watched much sports in the last month. Well, when you have a baby, they don't sleep much. Right. And you're up worrying. Because is I that really where the sleep loss comes from? From you, is a lot of for me, I have, I do, I have oh. anxiety. I'm very overprotective. So it's your crying that's getting everyone up. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I wish the kid was a snorer. Sometimes he'll snore, and I like that because I know he's breathing. You're worried about the the breathing stopping, dude. I'm. You just yeah. you put I him guess. down, and you look, yeah. and you're like, oh, he's so peaceful and beautiful, and this is a kid's. Ah, oh, the kid's a looker. Look, looks like me. This is great. Yeah. And uh, he probably looks more like Nicole actually. Well. And then you're like, you're alive, right? To me, that's the scariest. I don't know why. <laughs> They let you take them home after two days. That's they, early, dude. They shouldn't let people shouldn't, well, it shouldn't be allowed be to be out take, of the body at nine months. It should probably come out around fifteen, honestly. I should. We shouldn't be allowed you to know, take kids home until they're like eleven. Come out blanking with a strong neck. Yeah, yeah. They should stay at the hospital until they could walk, read, and write. Like I I'm trying to work on a thing that so leaves difficult. it in the woman for another uh, seven months, and I've been working on this thing for years. I can't get a patent, but it's it's basically. Oh, I don't want to get into it, but it's it's like an electric cork. Okay. Yeah. So, I like but, that. Uh, I'm, try- I'm trying to get on Shark Tank, like I said. I don't know if they're not getting my letters or if they're not responding to that. You know, it's cat and mouse sort of deal, I guess. <laughs> Can I give a shout out to uh, your bud right here? Oh, uh, well, the place where I get the it. The place where sure. you got it from. I, is this the one in Studio City or do they have multiple yeah, locations? Yeah, no, Studio City. Yeah, my friend Megan Gailey lives right by this place. And uh, I took a picture of him post on Instagram. Got a lot of likes. Buds and Roses Buds and Roses is the name is of the your best dispensary. Place, I think uh, in Los Angeles to good. get marijuana. See, I haven't smoked any, um, not that I would, family members who listen. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't give a shit. I'll smoke a little bit, but okay. I haven't since the child's been born yeah, because that I got sense. it. I'm going to wait until the kid could walk. Well, look, if you have anxiety that it's when br- I'm not breathing now, oh, I don't think God. you need a joint involved. <laughs> no, right? That'd be Joe, terrifying. what are you doing? I just uh, hold the mirror in front of its mouth, huh? Yeah, and I'm just going to do that all night. I want to see I the do breath. coke off the mirror, and then I hold the mirror in front of him. And I'm not going to bed, okay, honey? <laughs> He's going to be you. fine. And I'm only going to do this till he's 10 or 11. Don't worry about it. This then is... I'm going to normalize. Yeah, father of the fucking year, sweetheart. Right? I love you, baby. It's called giving a shit as a parent. I love right? you. Yeah. 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 A lot of shit. Uh, yeah, man. I think you'd be a great dad. Well, I, uh, you know, I used to do kids' birthday parties. That's right. You did. And I think that when I, when I did that, that was enough watching parents and watching children every weekend for years eventually made me go, you know, I think... Uh, I kind of get the whole vibe. 
Yeah, Good. you get it. Yeah, you know, I was like that too. At least from a distance. I I like I I just really uh, enjoy like independence, and I you know I think people no, I are just that. totally yeah. wired differently. No, and totally. I'm not why I'm not I've never been wired to the uh, yeah towards. No, that. I would never push anyone to having kids. I yeah. I really wanted. I personally didn't think I wanted them until a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and now that I have him, I'm. I, well, that's how I feel man. about it's Jose, weird my how cat. It, yeah, dude, I felt that way when I had my dog. I have my dog Holly. Uh, yeah, she's my little badass. She's my little alpha female uh, feminist. Yeah, she's very. She pees with one leg up. Yeah, hell yeah. She's not gonna, you know, give no. into the patriarch. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> should she? Why would she? You know what I mean? Um, all right. Yeah. Good to have you on right now. Uh, a few just. My podcast will be in Chicago. Yeah, plug that, man. Uh, I don't gives me time date, to look up what but, I got. Uh, Are you gonna be at Lincoln Hall again? I think you had a couple I... friends of mine open for you guys last time. Yeah, I don't. Uh... What date? Maybe I'll be there. Let's see. It's going to be... Oh, this is the best one. Don't You're worry looking, about it, Gary. It's okay. Uh, the 22nd. Of March? Earth Day of April. Of April. Okay. <clears throat> I will not be there, but I'll I'll send some peeps out your uh, way. At the Anthonyum Theater. I don't know where the hell that is. On Southport Avenue. Oh, okay. 2936 no, North Southport Avenue, Chicagoans. It's a good neighborhood. It's in between All right, uh, Come Belmont out. And celebrate diversity. the Cubbies. Yeah, they'll be a uh, third and week of the season. My podcast will be on tour a lot of places. So people can find it at dollarpodcast.com. The dollop. It is a great podcast. I can't recommend it enough. All right. Um, a few of the things that are going on right now. Well, one of the things I want to talk with you about is I walked in. You had a little, some one of the 24-hour news networks on. Sports and politics, my man. Sports and politics. And I, I almost think I need a separate podcast. That way I can talk about everything that's going on. Not that I want to have a podcast where I talk all politics because that's you would, I would want to kill myself, you know, yeah. but I'd like to have one where you could talk about all the stuff that you would talk about with your friends at a bar. Yeah. We've had some good conversations at you rustic in. Yes. Wonderful sure. French fries. There. Yes. Very yes. dark. And, sh- and shots. Yeah. No, it's a good bar. party shots. Good bar. Yeah. Good looking women work there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm no, big, you rest again. Great place, Buds and Roses. Now, if those places want to throw any free stuff our yeah, way, man, good lord, gotta, I got we're tagging them in this <laughs> one. I put this up on Twitter. Um, it's gotten to a point where I've noticed I had look. We have, living in LA. We got a lot of friends who are probably really strung out about the results of the election. Yes, I wasn't happy with it. I can admit that to people. I didn't, I wasn't a Hillary Clinton fan by any stretch of the imagination either. Um, it's weird though because I've got friends who will they'll find out one of the athletes they like is a Trump supporter, right? And then they're like, "Well, I can't like him anymore," right? And I'm like, "Are we really going down that path?" I think that's an ugly path to go down. Well, I think I can understand. Know, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I th- I think the thing with the election is that, like you said, like if you're not if you're not enticed by either, and even when you say either, that's so limiting. There's two, right? Yeah. There's two. When you really think about it, there's two people. Out of everybody that gets this chance, so whatever, and um, it's a fairly controlled. It's a fairly controlled election system, you know. Like anybody who's out on the fringe, they rarely get in. Obviously, this year is definitely an exception uh, in a couple of ways. But if you need to, rem- like, people need to remember that when it was happening, more people wanted neither of them than wanted either of them. Yes. So. We, more people had in common that they didn't want either of the people to win than one of them. 
but it's very similar to fouls in the NBA in the sense that once the free throws are done being taken, you forget about whether it was a good or bad call and you focused on the you focus on the next move. And that's sort of what it is now because we're now so fixated on like what are we going to do, you know, and there's there is this divide, but in reality there's still so many people who are like you and me, who were like, I don't enjoy either one of these. And you, if we remember that, we remember that most of us were on the same page pretty recently. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. Uh, no, that's a great point. You, you're, The election's over, so focus on what's in front of you. And I think what's annoyed me the most is that sports has become politics. So you had like, I don't know if it was MSNBC on, if you watch any of the news networks, whether it's Fox, CNN, or like I said, MSNBC, and then you flip to ESPN or NBC Sports or Fox Sports 1, they look the same, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. The graphics are the same, the ticker on the bottom, all Two that kind of stuff. Two people talking. Yeah, it's and what's annoying about that is f- people are now accepting them as I'm not just a Republican. Like, Republican isn't who I vote for. It's what I am, Yeah. which I think is stupid. I'm not calling myself an independent, even though I voted Democrat like 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, I think I voted for Republican like once, and it was just to piss off someone I didn't like in Illinois. Right. Something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it's it's annoying because when you're a fan, when you're a diehard fan, there were times in my life where, you know, just to go back to the Cubs because we were talking about them, where I defended moves where I'm like, that was, no, why am I defending that? It's because yeah. I'm a fan. And people are like, that. I've seen people kiss Trump's ass and defend the stupid things he's already done. And, and I'm like, why are you defending that? Why don't you just admit that what he's doing is stupid and it's pissing you yeah. off? But we're trained. We have to defend that. Because that trumps my guy. And if I admit he's not as magical as I think he was, then all of a sudden, what is that? does it reflect on them? I don't know what they're thinking, these people. It is it is quite a knot because you really, you cannot, we just are at the point where it is so divided that digging your heels in is just what people do. And look, like, you know, Trump's it's almost like your your politician is your relative at this point. So if anybody says anything bad about him, you yeah. have you have their back 100 percent. But you're right. But I, I also I think, you know, I even think back to Bernie versus Hillary. Like, you know, it's it politics is so much like the dress that was blue or black or, you know, oh, what yeah, I mean? white like, or gold or blue or black. Yeah. yeah like that, side and like you know. it. And you just it's and, very it's very it's very hard to see it someone else's way. And, and the, the way that we have to like kind of try to communicate through that, I think it just used to be, you know, the truth is I think why, why people are so fired up now is because people feel more affected by this than they ever have. People now are like, Oh shit. I didn't realize, you know, it could get that bad. Uh, You know, I'm talking about perspective, obviously not not necessarily calling Trump what Trump does uh, bad because uh, a lot of it is, um, yeah, but yeah, no. uh, but you know, like now you you feel you you feel very compelled to to not you know accept the the tweets, but you're seeing people slowly start to reject that, and you know, there's the tweets I, are like I, I that's I just don't understand how anyone can defend that. I, I told someone I go say you saw a 70 year old man, and he was like on a at a park or at a bar at a at a party, just any at a bark. At a bark, and he's on his phone, and someone's talking to him. He goes, "Hold on a sec, hold on a sec. I got to figure out a way to get this in 140 characters." You'd be like, "That guy's a fucking loser." Yeah. Any seven year old man. I picture any seven year old man tweeting constantly. That guy. I, that's a, I got that's into a, an he's, argument. He's manic. Once. It's manic, right? I, I got into arguments once with someone on Twitter who it was just random. I when I was staying in New York, I would get up 
uh, early enough and Fox and Friends would be what I'd watch just kind of like, you know, to, to stew a little bit, just sure, be, yeah. you know, cause they obviously that, you know, they're just, uh, you know, whatever, they're kind of bumbling idiots. No, they, liberals, they all well, are. by the way, here's what I noticed about, uh, liberals is that we love watching opposing views. Oh, I, yeah. And I used to listen to Michael Savage and Rush Limbaugh. Oh yeah. Guys who are just Alex Jones. Crazy. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, Alex Jones is a guy that like, I, you know, like most, most of uh, a good amount of what he says, I go, you know, look, I, if we're talking about not trusting our government and accusing politicians of stuff, I'm down to listen to that. Yeah. There's just like, you know, the 40% of the stuff where you're just like, wait, what? I know. What is going yeah. on? Yeah. You know, my friend, and, you, and it's hard to know how much that is entertainment. But at this point, it really is. Politics is is so based in entertainment at this point. It is. I'm sorry, I'm laughing right now because you mentioned Alex Jones. Uh, my buddy Nate Craig, you know Nate? Yeah, yeah. He um, he was in Hawaii and Alex Jones was there. Oh wow! And he did this like I don't know, Snapchat or an Instagram video of Alex Jones in the pool. Like Nate goes up to him, filming him, and says. Yo, Alex, there's some shapeshifters at the bar. They say put money in New England. And he was just totally fucking with them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And you just see Alex Jones like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it's, I, I thought of it and I just started laughing my ass yeah. off. There are shapeshifters <laughs> at the bar. They say put some money in New England. Because it was right around the time of the Super Bowl. It's such a fucking, yeah, that, that guy is crazy. And I think we just like challenging thought. Where like a lot of my conservative friends, they kind of just like, you know, it's almost like herd mentality. I mean, I don't want to dog them because I know a lot of well, it's, we're, it's just think, more status quo you know, or we don't like change. And I'm not yeah. saying they're, in, you know, intellectually, they don't like to be challenged, but li- it li- feels that way. Li- liberal, you know, it's again, it's such a not because liberals own, um, you know, liberals own part of this problem, too. Oh, totally. It, whether, no, whether, you know, definitely. whether it's through complacency or whether it's through uh you know not not push it you know whether it's to play because they all played a special interest so that's why when you know that's that's why what happened with trump is you know you there is something remarkable about it in the sense that it is you know guys like us have probably really yeah you just saw jose's sweet ass move yeah Yeah, i love that um but you know there's something to marvel at about the idea that somebody who the establishment wanted to win so little actually won. Now, you know, there are people I can think of who have run who would be much better suited for that position. Yeah, but, you know, give me I'll take Mark Cuban. I'll take yeah. uh I'll take a I'm, I'm I was never I'm okay with someone outside of the world of politics running and but getting it doesn't there. It needs to be up. outside the world, but it needs to be the person that you're like, oh, the CIA will kill this person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like Bernie. Like Bernie is a, like Bernie and Trump very much play, you know, a sim- played a similar sport uh, as opposed to what is normally played, and they actually do you racked think, up a lot of points. Do you think Bernie would have beat Trump head-to-head? You know, it's it's so hard to say, but I think when, for me, when I really think about what Trump spoke to and what it seems like Hillary didn't, uh, I think that Bernie spoke to that same yeah. agenda in, in ways, and I really think that... Uh, you know, it would have been. Uh, and, and I think and, he and does honestly, beat him you know, because strengths versus weaknesses. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like a boxing match. Yeah. Uh, Hillary didn't match up. Yeah, to it's her, a bad her, matchup. Yeah, and then and then the truth is too because of the Russia involvement. You know, there there just would have been less controversy surrounding Bernie around the time to vote. Exactly, so. and I think with so 
when the whole grab him by the pussy thing came out and it turns out and, and Trump's a huge piece of shit. He's been accused of rape so many times. Yeah. When his second both his first two wives accused in their divorce papers of him abu- being abusive and well, when you and say grab by the pussy. Yeah, you're you're a piece of shit. Like and, clearly, and you call it locker room talk. I think that's unfair to locker room. Yeah, I've never because well, the guys like uh, I've never you've I mean never any anything near that. You like for sure when men get together they're going to talk about women, but the, nobody, I, like, if a friend of mine had ever casually said anything near what Trump said on that bus to the Billy Bush, the irony that he's talking to a Bush, yeah, uh, we should have grabbed him. Uh, <laughs> but like the grab him by the bush, yeah. But the, that's just not. It's not. No, in that's the not lack of vocabulary talk. of what. You know, uh, yeah, so I've been so in locker rooms. You've been in locker rooms where yeah. they we say crude stuff like, oh, you know, she had. Um, you know, I wish you would have shaved down yeah. there. Yeah, or hey, gross. great or like, penis, Joe. Yeah, yeah, all times. I'm like, awesome hey, man. dick, Joe. Right now, a little higher than the left. Not bad. I'm great a little on the opposite. Joe. Yeah, good, good. Loving it, Joe. Dude, your cock game is strong. Stuff like that. Beautiful, beautiful penis, Joe. But when they start saying sexual assault stuff, I think everyone would be like, oh, hey, yeah. take it down a notch. Let's well, go back to talking about dick. That's truly, to me, the thing that, that, I mean, that is the thing that's so puzzling about that is that it's a, it's a, viol- it's a violent action towards and that's the not how you. that's not how you're supposed to be towards vaginas. It's not, you know... He didn't you say try to have sex with their pussies, which would have been offensive. Yeah. You know, because, of, you know, because he's on a bus and he's talking to a guy and he's talking about women like that. But grab, grab. You don't grab them, guys. Grab. Okay? That's just not, you don't, it's not like a, a yanking them towards Sebastian it. Sebastian no. from the Little Mermaid? That's yeah. Grab. <laughs> got a little pinch, pinch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't, you know. And so when that went down, the Hillary camp decided, okay, we could kind of use this, but then Trump was a, 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 the thing with his supporters were able to be like, well, Bill Clinton's done worse. And then, and Trump was like, hey, I've golfed with your husband. He says worse than that. Uh-huh. And right away, that's not an issue anymore. Yeah. See what I mean? He was able to match. And then, all right, Donald Trump lies every day. Every, literally every time he speaks, I'm like, that's not true. That's yeah. not true. Every, it's a lie. It's he, every day is a liar. Yeah. They couldn't call him a liar because Hillary's known as a liar too. Yeah. And so all yeah, that that's stuff. That's the thing. It's all the crossover. Bernie he, would have been able to nail him on the stuff really, that she couldn't nail him like, on. It is very similar to sports because yeah. it, it's like if, you know, when you watch them break it down on ESPN, they're like, who has the QB advantage? Who has the coaching advantage? Who's got the better wide receivers, better defense, better running backs? You know, you break yeah. those down. If you break it down in a head-to-head matchup between those two, he just, he checks boxes stronger than her. So, and I, I really thought, I had a feeling that something like this was going to happen, that it was going to be, it was just, you know, again, I mean, it's the Patriots versus the Giants when they're 18 and 0. I mean, there's just when everybody's 100%, I'm always dubious yeah. of that. Because you've had, you just have those. She ran a shit campaign too. Yeah. Didn't visit Wisconsin once. Yeah. Your home state. Yeah. And he was able to flip it. That was I the first time since 84. Yeah. That that state went red. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it was crazy. Um, uh, the Democrats and the liberals are a lot to blame for a lot of what, you know, I mean. They all I just take want, money. They all they take, all take money, except money from people. Yeah, and, be, and you, you just take follow the money. fucking money, people. So, they, That's so why right I'm, there, I'm, I'm like, now. well, fuck, I don't, you know, it's hard to root for the people playing the sport if you know the game is already rigged. Yeah, and if we, don't, st- yeah, if we stop doing this hole where that's my team and I'm going to wave my team's flag and I'm wearing the hat and, you know, all this kind if of shit. If we all said we were going to turn the TV off, then we would actually have a sport we would like. I agree. I like that. But it's a it's a metaphor in a lot of ways. Turn the TV off, everybody. Yep. Turn the TV off. Go outside, throw the ball around a little bit. You'll be much happier yep. for it. Go to the yard, grab him by the pussy for a little while. 
That's why I'm worried that grab the old pigskin that uh, the Democrats are going to uh, lose again in 2018 or not getting any seats back. And is because what they're doing, they're they're they haven't learned. I feel like from this past election, I feel like what they're doing is making Trump supporters even more Trump supporters. They're just doubling down. I think you need to just let this guy hang himself. He doesn't know well, what to do. If you just almost if you almost back off him for a couple of days, I'm not saying don't have checks and balances and, and hold him you know to the fire when he needs to be held. But I feel like this guy he does he's not prepared to be president of the United States. He's gone golfing every single fucking weekend. Yeah. He's gone golfing more in his first 30 days than Obama did in a whole year. Yeah. Um, he's been on vacation more in his first 30 days than Obama did in Obama's first two years. And that was the big thing that oh, Trump was always saying about Obama. Here he is on vacation again. Obama's always golfing. Yeah. He's making March Madness picks. And this guy, this hypocritical piece of shit. And none of Trump supporters are calling him on it. They're just turning a blind eye to it. Just like all of the uh, fucking liberals uh, turned a blind eye to Obama deporting more people than ever before. Obama had deported more people in history. He was the deporter in chief. And now everyone's like, we can't deport people. That's all this. I'm like, where was that the last eight years, though, yeah. too? You know? No. And you couldn't admit it because he was your guy. You know, you well, turn, it's like a parent thing. It's a fucked up relationship when, we have when, with our politicians. Bill you know, Bill Cosby was a known rapist. Everyone knew. And, like, there was proof that came out. And Hannibal Burris just said it one day. And for whatever reason, it was a condensed viral version of what had happened. And everybody woke up to it. So, in, in a lot of ways, it's just, you know, it, it, it's... When is it? Because we, there's too many holes to plug in the dam. There so is, it's yeah. when. So it's when someone points to a big leak, you can focus on it. But you know, they they are both, you know, totally corrupted parties. <laughs> Truly, you're right. You're right. You know? uh, and, and 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 I will. You know, I, that's not that's not a like that's not to say that to me there. I, you know that I that I definitely lean a certain way, but. You know, I, I, it's, yeah, I have no qualms telling people how, how yeah, I lean, it's, um, but it, it's just, it's know these, me. you know, like Chuck Schumer gets money from people. Nancy Pelosi gets money from people. They all, Those they all get money from away. people. Yeah. It's the Chuck same, Schumer. It's the same character. Yeah, sen- dude, you know Chuck I mean? Schumer Every season. Is, Let's write some new ones. Uh, and by the way, Trump was right about his fake tears. He wasn't cr- like that's I'm like that right away. I'm like, get Chuck Schumer out of here. He's fake crying. No, I don't know how the Democrats don't just get a whole new team. Here are our new leaders. Yeah. You don't know any of them. They're brand yeah. new. Yeah. She just got elected a week ago. He yeah. got elected two years ago. All the people you knew clearly weren't doing the job. We've yeah. been getting our ass kicked these last few elections. Uh, not presidentially, actually, but in the midterms, they get their ass kicked. And on the local level. So here are the new people. But they're not doing that shit. And it's they need a new GM. They need yep. a new manager. They need, they need a new offensive coordinator. It's like the Lions. Coach. It's like yeah. the Lions. Oh, man. By the way, my Bears, today, free agency starts in the NFL today. This is how we're going to segue back into uh, the world of sports, which is what this podcast is about. Sure. But, hey, you know, I'm entitled. And um, the Bears are rumored to go after Tampa Bay backup quarterback Mike Glennon. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And so as a Packer fan, you must be like, oh, yeah, good. Go for that. That's not. Well, I think that, you know, that's the thing about, I mean, that's that's the thing about the Bears. Measure. And that's the thing about, I mean, that's the, the tough part of, most NFL teams is, you know, finding finding the right guy to be the quarterback is a really, really tough job. And if your guys like, you know, like uh, John Fox, I mean, they're definitely more focused on um, other parts of the team. Yeah. I mean, Fox has gone to the playoffs with 
teams that have had subpar like quarterbacks. Like Lovey, Lovey made the Bears competitive DeLong. for a long time by having really yeah. and special teams. Yeah, those and, two and, things are right. Uh, yeah. And running game, you know, like it was the quarterback was never a key. I mean, granted, Rex you have Grossman. to. You know, in order to win it all, though, you have to have a good quarterback. Well, that year the Bears went to the Super Bowl, but it was a weaker NFC, and our special teams was Think ridiculous. Think about Peyton Manning on the Broncos; he was pretty bad. That was all defense. Yeah, you're right. He was pretty. He bad. was very bad, actually. Uh, and I, you know, honestly, probably worse than Trent Dilfer was when he won that Super Bowl. I just lately have been thinking yeah no he definitely was because yeah. uh in that super bowl Peyton manning didn't throw a touchdown pass and that was the first time yeah a court uh there was no thrown touchdown pass Peyton by the manning. starting quarterback he, he looked really bad now, he looked bad his last i mean his first year in denver looked amazing yeah didn't he set a record or break brady's record i think his first two years first he, two he played three didn't he i thought maybe the first year and a half but i remember the, so the first year he played great they got their ass kicked in the super bowl by seattle yeah in the play that in that playoff run he was on a lot of wobbly little you no, know, there was duck snort type passes. I think at the end, it w- at the end, or, it was really more muscle memory over skill. He knew he, how to get it to the was, spot. He was very aware of the like, game. Yeah, he wasn't like you know he wasn't doing that Aaron Rodgers on no. the run. Not, he was never really good on the run quarterback, but he wasn't threading the needle. No, but if you gave him um, time to cock it back and heave it, he would get it. Yeah, and you were a fan of Aaron Rodgers. You've had t- so your adult life, or not even your adult life, your life as a fan. No, I'm I remember not, Don had, Magic Man Mikowski. Okay, I was going to say, because I would have felt like you came of age under Brett Favre. Favre, and Favre, Favre to Rogers. I remember the first game Favre came in, um, bare, you know, vaguely. Like, I was, I don't even think I was that keyed into the Packers then, but I, you know, I, I would watch them, but I don't think I was crazy about them. But then, um, yeah, obviously I had a long run with Favre, and then, you know, the way it was a very good transition. Well, I shouldn't say that, but as far as like skill set and stability at quarterback, it was the transition was pretty great because, you know, there was probably one sort of what sort of what you saw with the Colts. There was, you know, one year really of kind of like where that decision looked bad and then the rest of the time it's looked good. Yeah. You know, letting Favre walk. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just jealous of the Packers because of Aaron, Aaron. But Mike Rogers. Glennon, a couple things about Mike Glennon. I don't think he's terrible. I and think I think fine, if but I you just... get him, then you get to have like the by Menon, but you can go Mike Lennon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, and that'll be fun. That. Like if you get a little if T-shirt. He, yeah, if he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, I'm just worried with the Bears is that they need to gut their team and kind of rebuild, and they have a lot of cap space. And I felt like if they drafted right, and I wanted to trade for Garofalo. Um, Garoppolo, not Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I feel Jimmy like Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. I wanted him to change. You know, for the Italian dude from New England. The backup. But I also, I would be very wary of making a move to get a New England backup. I know because everyone says they're such a system team. I think, but people so. forget Matt Castle was a Pro Bowler with Kansas City two yeah. years after he left New England, Matt, and then he went to shit. Look, yeah, Matt Matt Castle. I, if I, I don't think you want to trade a lot to get him. No, Matt I wouldn't trade a lot either. And I was just, I was, if I was Jimmy leading Garopp- to that. Belichick Jimmy- wants two first round picks for him. Yeah. And if you no. signed Garoppolo, I mean, think about Osweiler. <laughs> yeah. Not that he, not that I, I, I was, I thought he was going to be bad from the get, but you know, the, uh, the Texans were so desperate. I mean, they just thought it's almost like delusion where you, where you say to yourself, look, we're going to sign him to a max deal. He's the guy while we think we have good skills with him, he's going to think, hey, I signed a max deal. I got to be amazing. And it's like, it's just not enough. I get it. I was talking to my cousins about it, and they're saying that the Bears GM pace can't screw up this draft. So, and taking a quarterback, because I, I wanted to draft a young quarterback and develop him, but 
you know, the Bears have never done that in my lifetime, even though it's a new regime. And, you know, I'd like to give the new coaches the benefit there's of the always, doubt. There's always quarterbacks who are fourth, fifth, sixth, you know. Like, yeah, that's the thing. If you're so you, if you, you draft well, you could find someone. Yeah. I don't know what it was last year. I remember a few years ago breaking it down. I think 50% of the 32 starting NFL quarterbacks, 16 of them were first rounders and 16 of them weren't. Yeah. So they're not, it's not like all of these are just like blue chip can't miss no. prospects. No. I, remember, I remember one year. Brady was the AFC's best quarterback, and Tony Romo was the NFC's. Brady was sixth round. Romo was undrafted. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, definitely. If you if you have a good scouting system and you can know how to develop, you could find some talent later in the rounds. Yep. And I was hoping that I just would rather the Bears start some young unnamed quarterback or save money and just bring back Hoyer or, or sign McCown or something. Why Glennon? Glennon is supposed to get like fourteen. My Glennon. By my but what Glennon. they they would so sign he wants like him to fourteen they, million. He wants like, he's right. supposedly he's going to get a lot of money. They're saying for which what like a like a multi. I guess, but you know the NFL like you could always cut it after years. So they're going to cut Cutler at some point today, and I, I bet you should get cousins. by tomorrow I morning. Like cousins. I would t- I would take a flyer like cousins on Cousins game. over because at least he's shown flashes of greatness. Yeah. I've never seen anything from Mike Glennon um, yeah. to make me think this guy is something. Mike Glennon, I Mike saw Glennon. play. He, has he been Tampa Bay the whole time? Yeah, drafted by them. His rookie year, he was he okay. Played, he Second year, terrible. And then they brought in Winston. And he's right. just been a backup. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't Winston know. with interesting political views. Winston, yeah, <laughs> I mean a little bit. I wonder what Mike Glennon thinks about our current political state of you know affairs. Who knows? Well, who, I mean that, I, that. Yeah, does he believe the Earth's round? Because that's something you got to question with athletes now too. A lot. Kyrie Irving. This is something I, that happened a few days after. It's an old story now, but I haven't had the fun to talk, um, the, the joy to talk about it with you, my loyal ten listeners. Kyrie Irving, this came out, I think, right after the last podcast I had done three weeks ago or so, says the earth is flat. There's no proof the earth is round, which is very funny to me. Yeah. And um, and it seems to be really strong about it. And I think even another NFL player came out and said, yeah, I think I'm with him now. Like, Well, the, Draymond Green. Earth feel, Draymond Green says Draymond the earth Green feels pretty flat very, or something. Yeah, it was like, well, look, it's not crazy. But, you know, the, there's something. I mean, look, his point when you boil it, he's like, don't believe everything they tell you. And it's like, that's fair. Yeah, I am sure. definitely down to say that that's the case. However, I mean, if you think that if people think that the moon landing is fake, they get a lot of shit from people. What he's saying is so much more crazy than that. He's saying beyond that, that our view coming down of Earth that we have that we're pretty positive on from a lot of equipment yes, we have in a lot of space. Expensive equipment. Uh, he's saying that's all fabricated and we're being lied to for whatever reason. You also could tell when athletes are lying because the more that they're not sure, the more they'll try to use big words. And athletes, for the most part, uh, that's when they start to like, you know, like when Gronkowski's trying to explain like a war to you. You're, and he's like, in order to ascertain the fundamentals of the root, you're like, hey, this guy is just digging, has no idea. Yes. And if you read what Kyrie said, it's just like a lot of, you know, like there's just not a lot of point to it. Um, and Richard Jefferson was immediately like, you shouldn't be saying this to reporters. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you're on record. It's not smart. I just love the idea where, too, it's like, dude, you could look at the sun. That's round. The moon's round. Yeah. Also, yeah, we have photographic evidence. I never understood the conspiracy theories about, and look, I'm all but for I'm all for don't trust. So, I, I, like, there's some conspiracy theories I'm into, and I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm about it, and I think people need to question everything. But where's the benefit in lying about this? 
When yeah. people say like, like whenever people are like, oh, and that's a hoax. Well, well, there needs to be a benefit. Some, people don't just they, lie for no benefit. Someone have Snapchatted a video of the end of it all. Yeah, I, I mean, mean aren't, what, what's the theory there? Does we, it end? Yeah, which is amazing that he plays so well in Golden State, Kyrie Irving, because that's like the edge of the planet in yeah, his mind. That's true. Doesn't he worry he's gonna fall off? Yeah, like that's got to like he's just playing on it. Maybe he's thinking we gotta whoop some ass. I gotta play my best, get out of here because yeah. this might be my last game on the planet. I could, you know, I could stumble, roll down one of those San Francisco hills, yeah. and all of a sudden I'm, we'll I'm go, off the yeah, planet. Yeah, hanging by vines at the end of the edge of the world. Shit, you don't want that, right? No, it's not good. And we've all, I mean, that's happened a lot, obviously. That's why you hear about it so much. <laughs> yeah. Did you see this, too? The uh, the Cavs picked up, who was a former Golden State Warrior, uh, Andrew Bogut. Oh. And, uh, you know, they needed some size, I guess. Yeah. Uh, after 58 seconds, broke his leg and uh, is, is out. Well, he broke his Well, as a Bucks fan... Uh, Bogut, has, that's the that's the deal with Bogut. Great, you know, if he, I mean, it, it really is amazing that he stayed healthy for that year that they won the championship. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, banged up got, last year and cost him. Yeah, but no, and the back. Bucks, he he was he broke he broke. I mean, he was out most years. Yeah, he's made of plastic. He's yeah. Australian. He's you know Australian. I mean? Yeah, their legs flush differently. They, <laughs> they go the other way. Yeah, they do. Uh, I just like the story. There's a story that like a LeBron was like right there. He goes, I heard it snap right away. And I'm like, oh, he's done and all that. I had broken my leg. Have you ever broken a bone? Yes. Yes. Many bones. Well, well, but really? Yeah. Go, go, let, me, let me hear your medical report. Uh, I've broken my wrists. I've broken multiple fingers. Uh, I've broken ribs. I've broken toes. I've Damn, broken man. bones in my foot. Um, How'd you break the ribs? I broke the ribs uh, a couple years ago uh, when I went and played ping pong with a friend of mine. Ping pong? Yeah, I love ping pong. And I went. we went and played ping pong, and we'd had some pops. We'd had a few drinks. And he's like, let me drive you home. And I'm like, okay, well, he's obviously fine to drive his moped. And uh, he's driving his moped home, and we hit a curb, and his mo and I, it was like it almost feels like I watched it through a GoPro on the helmet, but like I it, like it feels like I look back on it like it's Black Mirror, but like I just <laughs> fell so hard on my ribs, and then I had to go to work the next day, and where there was a ping pong table, and we all had a lot. Of, I was really into ping pong at the time, and uh, and uh, the whole my whole right side was like just numb and hurt, and then after a few days. The only place where the pain didn't go away were, were my ribs. And then I went to the doctor, you know, but which is a, a futile thing to do anyway, because there's really nothing you can do for broken No, ribs. yeah, there really isn't. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, man. I was laughing during that story because <laughs> I like the idea of, you know, you and a buddy going out for a night of pong, yeah. a couple of beers. Yeah. Like get a, up early safe ride on the moped home were yeah. your arms around his waist on the moped was it one of those where you have to do yeah, that yeah i think so yeah i think and that's, that's how, how you broke that's your rib breaking story there was no dude i got no fight i was no. kicking me in the ribs on the uh, you know i was on the ground no. it, was, it was rough no no you just and then you played more ping pong you well, were really no i didn't know i had to take a little break you know i sold the ping pong table to your buddy joe canale oh that's right joe canale because he bought i got it uh, my friend Lisa Traeger was like one of the last comics on Chelsea lately uh -huh. and they were giving away gifts because it was right. the last season of that show and she lives in New York and they asked they gave her a ping pong table nice gift She's for like, a traveler yeah there was like a $500 ping pong table it was one of those that, that top brand yeah, I can't yeah. remember the name of it though and she's like I don't I can't to have a ping pong table in New York? Do you want it? And I thought, oh, maybe I could fit in my apartment. Thing was massive. Yeah, there was just no way. No, they're huge. They're huge. And I'd even open it because I looked at how big it was from the box. It was still in the box. And I said, hey, I got a ping pong table that's worth five hundred. I'm going to sell it for one fifty. Any takers? Joe said, yeah. He was going to bring it to his like brother, I think. Yeah, or yeah. something. Does he have a brother? Yeah, yeah. Lives in the valley. 
It'll be a nice little gift, like a housewarming gift for them or whatever. Oh, he so told he, me this. Yeah, he, he came over. He loaded up the ping pong table like a buddy of his. We, we got it on the trunk, even lifting it. You did this with him. Me That's and him right. loaded up on the uh, into the. Is this truck. the first time you guys are meeting? I think it was the first or second time. Yeah, we met a handful of times since. I did like he, he we, ran like we a little show. Up. Yeah, yeah. And did we all go out and watch? We all, all went out. Yeah, once, yeah, yeah. I like him. He's a good dude. I, yeah, I should get him on this podcast. Uh, oh, you totally. should. I definitely do. Yeah. Funny guy too. And um. So then he talks to me like the next day or like later that day saying uh, my sister-in-law was like, absolutely not. And so now I think I'm going to have to sell this thing, too. Ugh. And at the time, I was pretty hard up for money. If I wasn't hard up, I would have been like, oh, I'll come back. I'll give you your money back. Dude, just and then I'll give, make him offer 75 right there. I should. 75 will take it off your hands. Help me move it, piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I felt bad for him there. But you know what, though? Too bad. You didn't have room. I would have given you the ping pong table. Yeah. And you no. would have had to go out and hurt your ribs. Ugh. It was brutal. It was very tough. You could have had the pops and the ping pong was, in your home. I was writing on this show where the guy would basically, he'd be like, let's work for an hour 15, and then we'll take like 25 minutes to just relax. And that's all we would do. And those 25 minutes, we would just like, all of us, just it just like packed like cavemen going to where the meat is. We would all just go in that room and just watch each other play ping pong and like get next games just like all day. And there I was now, the kid who broke his arm before summer break, can't go swimming. Just sitting there, I was like, my ribs that hurt. was a You're, good game. My ribs hurt thinking about You guys it. look like you're really coming together on your forms. <laughs> Got that back I'll be back down. in about two and a half weeks. You ever see the person who holds the paddle, like where they're like holding like the fat part and they don't really hold the handle? Yeah. Some people do that technique. Well, you know, when you go, Show like off. there are some people who are really like, you know, that's, that's what happens because it always starts fun and then somebody starts to get too serious and other people start to follow them. And then eventually people are going like, dude, you need to make the ball go above your waist in order for you to hit it on a serve like that. You can't have contact on your, I'm like, I just can't. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, I used to be really into it for a stretch. It's one of those things like pool every now and then, like, like if I play or bowling, even if yeah. I, go, I haven't gone bowling in like five years, Yeah. but if I went bowling, if you and I went bowling tomorrow, I would be like, when could we go bowling again? I'd yeah. be really into yeah, it for yeah. a little while, and then I'd be like over it, and you know, some other stuff would go down. All right, um, NFL free agency. Talked about that a little bit. Again, guys, I haven't been watching. I've watched two or three hockey games in the last month. Um, my Blackhawks look great. Jonathan Taves, super stud. I've watched a couple NBA games. I just have, you know, when you have a baby, you just there's, you know, yeah, and it's well, worth Durant it. Durant is out till the playoffs. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. Oh, Durant. Durant the yeah. second round, even that Golden State team, man. I was thinking, all right, they're going to run through it. But if Durant's not back healthy, Cleveland still has a great shot. I, I just, I don't know. It's 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 so boring in the NBA right now to me. I, you know, nev- you no can defense, just never count offense. the Spurs out. It's still exciting. You can never count the Spurs out. That's true. I think Kawhi Leonard should be the MVP. Kawhi Leonard is, I, I, I mean. Because I think he's one of the only two-way players in the league still. Yeah. There are so many. I hear people go, James Harden's having an NBA or having an MVP season. James Harden, yeah, he's a great offensive player. And since this isn't a defensive league, you can't really take well, this too is the much first year where Harden zero defense. This zero. is the first year where Harden's been really efficient on offense. That's yes. what people yeah, are saying. Yeah, that's true. He's more him. efficient. And even like, yeah, I know Russell Westbrook's averaging a triple double, and that's incredible and all. But he's shooting forty-one percent from the field. He's a turnover machine. So is Harden. So is LeBron. Those three. I was looking at turnover numbers the yeah. other day. All three of those guys are averaging way too no. high turnover numbers. No, it is a weird. It's a weird year. I don't even know who they th- are saying is in uh, in the lead for MVP. I think they're saying Westbrook just because he's averaging a triple double. That yeah. hasn't been done since Oscar Robertson. He is. But I really think Leonard gets overlooked. I think he. Um, I think he's he's great. Yeah. If you oh, look yeah. at Kawhi like, Leonard is awesome. If you look at like there's a per 100 possess per 100 possessions, which is a stat I've been liking lately, because. It tells you more about the game. Like when Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double, 
it wasn't that impressive because at the time they were averaging 30 more possessions per game than right. any other era in league right. history. So it's like, okay, with 30 more possessions per game, yeah, you're going to get a few more fucking rebounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's also annoying to me. I think I've just been getting into it with NBA fans so much recently because I think they're just the most vocal right now. And NBA fans are almost like politi- politicians. Yeah. There are these young NBA fans. They're not like politicians. They're like political junkies where they stick up for their team no matter what. Like LeBron fans. I like LeBron James a lot. Oh, yeah. I think LeBron James, If I I think he's the second greatest player of all time. I still can't give, him, give it to him over Jordan because gun to your head, if you're going to choose one guy, you're still choosing Jordan to win you that game. Yeah. Well, you, he's you not just done don't. yet. But yeah, He's not done I yet. Think, he could pass. Yeah. He, could, he very well could. I'm not taking that away from him. But it's amazing to me. I'll watch a game and be like, oh, yeah, LeBron kind of um, – like Wiggins put a 40 points on LeBron. Yeah. LeBron was guarding him most of the game. And, and Wiggins was – LeBron is a great defensive player – as far as reading the defense, when it comes to one-on-one on ball, he's not that great no. defensively. He's not. And I pointed that out to someone and I was like, you're just a hater. I'm like, no, I'm an observer. Okay. I'm not sucking his dick. Like you are. I could admit when he isn't as great at something as you think. Yeah. Also, I think he's shooting 67% from the free throw line. That's going to hurt them come the end of games when they start following him on purpose. Yeah. I, Hacking I, LeBron. Yeah. I'm just pointing some stuff out and everyone no. gets sensitive and shit. And then, and that's just, and then I turn into an old man who's like talking about a new genre of music where I'm like, back in my day. The earth's flat. Play, yeah, right? The earth's flat. I just think it's funny to me that you people act like rebounds and assists are equal to scoring. They're fucking, it's not. No. Scoring is the most important stat. Well, that, That's what wins you the game. Rebounds and assists, yes, they're important, but you can't be like, oh, this guy has more rebounds and assists than that guy, so he's better. I'm like, no, this guy averages eight more points a fucking game. That, that's what is so, so no, impressive to me about Westbrook is, is his rebounding ability. He's there a is something. Yeah. I mean, and he's for his size. He really is like, there's. it's so crazy because when you watch him, it doesn't look like he's doing anything super different than any other point guard would do, which is, you know, try to get in there. But for some reason, he's just got like a knack to know where the ball is going to go, he's got, he's which is gr- one of those X-factor things that, doesn't necessarily show up, but it great court awareness. Yeah. He just knows he's very, very capable of getting those rebounds. That's, that's an impressive part, but I think you're right. Gone to your head. Who wins the NBA championship this year? Um, uh, you know, I'll, I, I just, because I think there's so many ups and downs that go into any sports season. I would I would think that Golden State can get it together and and probably pull it off. I I think they're gonna win it yeah. too. Um, there's a good there's a there's there's drama. They're getting a little Boston LA thing going from the eighties yeah. with these oh, two yeah. teams. I just like to see a few other teams get in there just to make it more like oh maybe you know yeah well but the I NBA mean, has always been like that I guess if I'm being if I'm being fair yeah and it's you know what makes teams. what makes what I mean you really like the last the the NBA Finals last year and the World Series this year I mean it, there was two. Oh. Two big sort of monkeys thrown off yeah, the back. Yeah, totally. Then, uh, I, I'll tell you, the the last year, sports championships have been amazing. The NFL with that, the Super Bowl with New England's epic oh, yeah. comeback. You had uh, the Cubs-Indians playing probably the greatest World Series, easily the greatest World Series I've ever seen. Well, it's the greatest ever. That's up for debate. Um, the NBA Finals was amazing. That was a really great uh Really, the last three or four games, or the first three games, when it was that, when they were Golden State was up three one, those first four games well, weren't entertaining. If it's, but the last three were really right. exciting. Would you rather watch a game? I was talking to someone about this. Would you rather watch a game where it's like it's neck and neck the whole game, or would you rather watch a game like the last Super Bowl, where it's like a blowout that kind of has this miraculous comeback? 
I would rather be a game back and forth, back and forth. Back See, and I, forth. I like uh, to me, I like when, and this is what the, watching the NBA is, is you're like, man, this was a blowout. But man, what a game it would be if they came back. I like watching leads get chipped away at and sort of sitting on the edge of your seat being like, no fucking way. Oh, uh, yeah, like, that's a pretty good point. I, I think I that and like that last Super Bowl, um, you know, there's a lot of games where it's, you know, it's neck and neck and somebody comes out on top. There's been a lot of those. But man, for it to for for them someone to have to go on a run like that and take advantage of every opportunity back to back that is pretty exciting that that to me culminates in a better ending at the end of the experience my mind is more blown you know what i feel like one of those dudes who is changing his mind because you know what i mean like oh yeah good point i didn't think yeah, no, but right. you really you painted a great picture i didn't think of it that way um i think the back and forth is really fun the way i sell like the cubs in game 7 they had that huge lead they blew it and then you had the rain delay. During the rain delay, I went outside, had a cigarette. I had to like relax. You had a rain delay. I'm not even a smoker. I had my own yeah. thing. I had to like chill out. I went into the bathroom. They had a single bathroom, so it was just me in there, looking at the mirror, looking at yeah. my wrist, looking at the mirror. But like you know, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And then I was able. And then they had you know, it was like a new game. So that was a different thing. The Super Bowl, I was but rooting e- for the Patriots because I kind of wanted game. to see Brady. I wanted the greatness. I wanted to see that fifth ring. Yeah. So sometimes you root for the greatness. You know what I mean? But in the World Series, that was sort of like if you think of those seven games as one game. It had that. It yeah, had we were the down you're three games done. To one. Yeah. You're dead. You're getting buried. Already they're printing the T-shirts for the other team. When we went down three games to one, yeah. uh, I texted my Cleveland friends, Ryan Dalton, who you yeah. know, and a few other people, and just said horrible things to them. I yeah. was texting them going, I fucking hate you. Yeah. Don't ever fucking talk to me again. We are done as friends. Yeah. And like, and Dalton even t- texted back, this shit's going seven. Yeah. And he was right. And then the Cubs won, and things were great for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's roll. But I think you got a good point with that. There's something about that. Holy shit, is this happening? Are they really gonna Are they gonna do it? Are they you, coming back? Yeah. What those epic comebacks are pretty spectacular. Yeah, basketball. If you see a team going like on a 13-0 run, I remember uh, University of Illinois versus Arizona, like in the Sweet 16. I want to say it was, or maybe it was the Elite Eight. Illinois was down by like 20. Well, with that three I mean, March Madness and they is were a great. Just, yeah, it was Duran Williams and D Williams, um, or D Brown and Duran Williams were the uh-huh. two like big guys for them at the time, and it was just. Get defensive stop. Come back down. Three pointer. Defensive stop. Three pointer. And yeah. you're like, no way, no way. And then they tied it. And then they won. It was, it was insane. Yeah. Because they were down by 20. You know, those no. are. And March Madness is a blast. It's where it's really where you're like that. That to me is where you're like, like and that's why the, when the Patriots did it, it's the mental, the mental focus for that is really difficult. I mean, that's got to be. It's you know, it's it's. And they said Brady was saying on the sidelines the whole time, we're gonna win this game. Yeah. We're gonna win Which is like what? Yeah. I mean, some people are just cold. I mean, he's the same. He's the same dude who went up to the the owner of the team after he was drafted in the sixth or seventh round, whatever it was. Yeah, late. And and he went up to the owner, and he said, "That's the greatest decision this team's gonna ever make." It's like, what? You see, we like that. We like that about sports. And actually, I was. was But for for hearing about him, there's all those people who have said that that you've never heard of. You yeah, know, Mike Glennon point. probably said that to the, the head of the Buccaneers. That's a good point. Like, yeah. a lot of well, we're starting someone else, Glennon. Yeah, you're going to regret the day. We're trading you, Mike Glennon. Well, that's what makes me think about, like, you know, Conor McGregor. The dude backs it up. Yeah. I mean, I re- even when he lost to Diaz, who I think you, you were on the podcast right after that happened. Yeah. And when he lost to Diaz, I remember just thinking, oh, this, you know, what, I was trying to make excuses for him because I'm a sports fan and I like McGregor. But I give him respect because he came back. He's like, let's do the rematch. They did the rematch. He was much better, had a strategy, stuck to the strategy. Yeah won the fight, and then three months later, fights again for yeah. a different title, whoops the guy's ass, 
And in that time, where's Nate Diaz? Why hasn't he fought again? So that's what I give McGregor credit for. He's got a work ethic. He and keeps coming out there. And trying to, like, he's trying to box. Too. He's trying like, to box. You think that happens, McGregor? I, uh, I don't know. Mayweather? But, like, there's something to me that, like, you know, you give someone, I, there's a curve involved in that for me. The idea, like, there, you know, it's like, it's kind of like when LeBron went back to Cleveland a little bit. It's like, all right, well, look, if you're going to admit that you're going to make it kind of tougher on yourself, not that he had it super tough. They had a pretty good team. But yeah. for McGregor to say, hey, you know, I'm going to, like, try to totally change the skill set that I need for this and use what I have and try to f- – I think that's pretty interesting. I think it's interesting, too. And he made a good point in one interview saying that right now when I train, I'm training training in five different, you know, fighting styles. Yeah. I got to train in this, train in that, train in that. If I'm just training boxing, I think I, I could – you know, he's like, I could be the best in the world. Yeah. My buddy, you know, Mick Betancourt, he's like yeah. my UFC expert I've had on the podcast. He was not a McGregor fan. And McGregor's won him over a little bit since. And I remember when McGregor fucked up Alvarez. Going into that fight, I remember when it was announced McGregor versus Alvarez at 155 for that title. Right. I said, I can't believe McGregor's fighting already because they announced that like a couple weeks after the D- after Diaz 2. Right. And he goes, yeah, the guy wants to be the best. I'll give him that. But Alvarez is going to fuck him up. And I remember here, there was a whole YouTube video of every expert saying that Alvarez was going to fuck up McGregor. Yeah. McGregor whooped his – it was not a fight. McGregor controlled that from yeah. the get-go. And hearing Alvarez talk about like – what surprised you was like, it wasn't so much like the speed or the power. It was like the accuracy and how, and it was, I guess he said it was the quickness. He goes, I didn't know where all of a sudden I'm on my butt. And I didn't quite know how that happened. Yeah. Like, did you, you know, that's, that's, that's yeah. freaking crazy. So when I was talking to uh, Mick, I go, what do you think about him versus Mayweather? He goes, I used to think it was the biggest crock of shit thing in the world, but I'm telling you, man, that left, if he could hit him with that left, he could drop Mayweather. Who, I mean, which would be, be amazing. Insane. That would, be, would the be the greatest amazing. story in yeah. sports history, perhaps. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk about. I haven't done this on the podcast in the last few, just because I've been just you know craziness. Uh, but I've had a few people asking, "Hey, when are you going to do review the thirty for thirties again?" And you were on the very first thirty for thirty episode review. We reviewed the OJ, and oh, it's been a whole year of OJ. Holy yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Um, since then, there's been like ten OJ documentaries. He's hot right now. He's, he's having a big year. He is having a hell of a year. year. It's got good PR, that OJ. Great PR. PR OJ. <laughs> yeah. um, so the one we're going to do is The Legend of Jimmy the Greek, 30 for 30, about Jimmy Snyder, whose real name is Super Greek, couldn't even pronounce it, Demetrios something or other, who was on the NFL today, uh, what, from mid-70s into the 80s, I want to say? Yeah. And they had a team of Brent Musburger, who's still out there, very famous, Um. Former Miss America, who was named Phyllis George, I believe her name was. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, something and like that. And then, um, oh, forgetting the black guy, which is really bad considering what you. we're about to talk about. <laughs> and then Jimmy the Greek. Um, sorry, my mind's, I got the, I got the, you know, your mind's a haze when you don't sleep that much. Sure. And that was like the most popular show. NFL Today on CBS. People would like race home from church to watch. It was like the thing at the time. And, but they were also very dysfunctional. Yeah, there they, were a lot of problems. Yeah, off, they were all at a bar once and, Jimmy the Greek's complaining about his uh, screen time, going, I should be on more. And then. And Jimmy the Greek was like a pick guru. Yeah. Too. He, that's what was amazing about he was him. He's the I, pick guy. I, I didn't know that about him. I knew he was like, I knew that he was the, like a pick, he'd make picks. And that's yeah. what he was for. He's, oh, Jimmy the Greek, I got this, the spread on this. I didn't know that he basically brought like the sports book to the mainstream. Yeah. Sports gambling, betting on football that is incredibly mainstream. If you heard of someone who's like, Oh, I go to the casino five nights a week. I'm betting on craps and blackjack. You'd be like, you're a degenerate. You have a problem. Yeah. But if you talk to someone who's like, oh, yeah, every Sunday I put down some money on the spreads and this, and we do confidence pools and all that, you'd be like, oh, you're a normal American. Yeah. That's how much he changed that world. It was this underground CD, 
only really scumbag dudes did it. But when it's on your TV and someone's yeah. talking about it tongue in cheek, basically, it's like, yeah, okay. That part of the documentary blew my mind because I had no idea that that he's the one that's credited for that. Right. Yeah. Um. So real genius in that realm. Although he was famous because he did a hor- he would pick the lines and he picked that horrible. He had like the Jets as twenty one point favorites or something like that. Yeah, in some that Super Bowl. Bowl yeah. I was like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, and people like made fun of him for it. <laughs> yeah. Because it didn't go down that way. Yeah. Um. But then he would always say, "Hey, it made me famous." Yeah. But yeah, he was. I mean. Uh, quite a character. So he famously, though, gets <laughs> fired. really known for. Which <laughs> is so bad. Bill Burr actually talked about it in one of his specials. Um, he said that the black athlete is superior. Now, I'm quoting here, all right? Um, is superior because they were bred to be athletic. It was mean, really meaning they were bred to be strong because of slavery. He, it's very it African-Americans. The intention is very much... That because of slavery, they are now the best athletes. And he said it in a way that was very sort of, uh, I mean, not that the, when you hear it played back, but it, the way he said it was very jarring. Yeah. The black is the superior athlete, like the black. Yeah. Like sort of like a guy talking about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's like. And then his black friends came out and said, I never thought of him as racist at all. And it just shows like, ah, oh, you know what it was? He was just this old guy who didn't get, you're not supposed to say stuff like that. Yeah. I think we all know a lot of old guys who are like, oh, that guy's not racist at all. Like my dad. Not racist at all. I, I remember last year he came in town. We went golfing. We went to Griffith Park. Uh-huh. As he said, oh, damn it. We're going to be stuck behind a bunch of Orientals, aren't we? Yeah. He says Oriental. Yeah. You're not supposed to say Oriental anymore. No. Right? I, That's kind of considered offensive. My dad is not racist at all. No. Right? He's not. But he doesn't get that that word's no longer acceptable. Like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, but it's, it's over. T- I mean, you so know. So I don't think Jimmy the Greek was racist. I don't. I'm actually going to stick up for him on that and say he's not racist. I think he was just ignorant. And Joey, the defender of Jimmy the Greek. Joey, the defender, is going to say that, like we were talking about earlier with Gronk. Yeah. I think he was one of those guys who's trying to sound smarter than he was. Yeah. And he had some theory and was talking about a subject he really knew nothing about. Well, the truth is that, like, you know, it, it's <laughs> if you if you're in, in that, like when you watch a sport like the NFL, like, the, you know, most wide receivers are black. So you can sort of like. As a guy involved in sports, you can be like, oh, I get I kind of could get the root of your observation. It's yeah. the way it, it came was, out. Yeah. Was so and it was it's even more than that. It's just like, you know, it's like when Ben Carson just said that, that slaves were the first immigrants. I know. It's, yeah, it's like and Which by that the way, is really I mean, that on a couple levels, it's really w- bizarre. really bad. Um, but but yeah, they're, they're, it's like, you know, someone trying to sound like they've made a really good point. And when you really break it down, you're like, there's a lot of problems. with. There's said. a lot of problems with the theory. Um, but no, I understand. You're, you could see where the point's coming from because and it's it's an environmental thing. There was aren't there like 30,000 Polynesians in like this one area and like a hundred of them became NFL players, right. which if you use a percentage wise, that yeah. is an insane. Yeah. The Polynesians are the superior athletes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. But it was one position, the way they're trained. Yeah. Um, and, and they, it fits for that. Like, and there are certain, there are certain people who through, D-line, really, yeah, yeah, de- yeah, th- yeah, there are certain yeah, defensive linemen, but yeah, there are certain people who are really good at certain things. And if you look at the breeding of it, like yeah. when they broke down, I remember the Olympics, they broke down Michael Phelps and why he's the perfect swimmer. Right. And it was all genetical stuff. Well, cause he drinks like a fish. Yeah, exactly. Drinks like a fish, <laughs> um, eats well, smokes weed. That's yeah. big, great. Yeah. Helps your strokes. Perfect. So what he's saying though, um, you know, if you if you breed if if strong people like Nomar Garcia Para, uh, all star baseball player, uh, married to Mia Hamm, yeah, yeah, yeah. great soccer player. 
if they have kids, I'm imagining the kids are going to be good athletes. Yeah. It's kind of how well, shit Steffi, works. Well, if Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi don't have a kid who's good at tennis, I mean, I think we're going to have to... Skip the gene or they smoked yeah. while pregnant. I don't know, right? There's yeah, there's something a problem. There, you know? They really tried to make a bad tennis player. Yeah. Um, like Giselle and Tom Brady. That kid is going to be good looking. If that, yeah. Like, of course. Like, there are certain things where I'll look and be like, oh, of course. Like, you know. Oh, like at Brangelina, the one, I don't know how many kids they actually had, but you see the picture of that one kid, you're like, Jesus, God, that kid's. I saw funny. one of the blonde, blue eyed kid yeah. where you're like, Jesus. Uh, it looks like was... he, it looks like t- like something in a lab. They'd be like, we've almost completed it. Yeah. You know, I know. really. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Um, JFK Jr. was yeah. a really good looking guy. I only yeah. th- thought that because I was going to watch the movie Jackie recently. And I remember being like, yeah, she was hot. Yeah. Because someone was saying that Melania's the hottest first lady. And I'm like, no, nah, I actually think Jackie Kennedy's hotter than her. Jackie Kennedy was 31 when she became first lady. Yeah. 31, dude. Well, Melania's and also 44. she doesn't have hostage face. <laughs> dude, yeah, exactly. She doesn't look like... Dude, there's been some videos where like you see Trump whisper something to her and she goes from smiling to the most horrified yeah. like thing. That's why she's staying in New York. Look, That's if hysterical. your husband oh, got elected president and maybe didn't ever want it, and now he's just in the White House eating two to three meatloafs a day, just becoming a meatloaf. Yeah. You know, you, she's at some point. I mean, I don't know what exactly her life was like, uh, but I mean, certainly she's probably just like, maybe I go back to the farm now and yeah. start to till. I got enough out of America. America, I don't good need this dream. Now. You seem like you have this. I take Baron, then I, we go back to till. <laughs> I turn butter. I don't Me even know too. if they do that in Russia. Yes. It's but back to back to Jimmy the Greek though. I didn't know like she's not Russian though, right? She's um Slovenian or yeah, something like that. I think that's the same shit. Yeah. It's Eastern Bloc. Well, if she was Russian right now, holy shit. <sighs> Dude, the connections there. I tell people follow the money, man. It's it's pretty bad with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Cuz like the Keystone Pipeline, it's a Russian company with the steel, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that steel was already bought beforehand." I'm like, "Yeah, but Obama put a stop to it right away. He comes in and green lights it, therefore benefiting Russians. Took Obama so, a long on. time to put a stop on it, too. Yeah, it took Obama, him a little I too mean, long. Obama is, was a little more thoughtful. And there was a lot of shit that Obama did that I didn't agree with. You know, Obama at the end, it was almost like he was up by 40 points. So he could just sort of take some luxury swings. He took some knees. Yeah. You know what I mean, but uh, he chased a few outside the zone if he yeah, needed to, because it's yeah. like, why not? We're yeah. up by eight or nine runs. Yeah. A lot of sports metaphors there. I like sure. to squeeze them in. Uh, with these 30 for 30s, like all of them, they got to tell you a little bit about the personal life. And man, it's always gut wrenching when you find out about someone like someone who's like portrayed almost as a villain. And then you find out, oh, they had all this shit. He lost three kids to cystic fibrosis. Yeah. I know um, a pair of siblings, a, a good friend of mine, her and her brother both have it. He actually got new lungs recently. They're from Chicago. They moved out to San Diego because the air is better. Cystic fibrosis, that's a whole, your life expectancy is like 40 years old. It's, yeah. it's, it's a tar- really sad disease and so he had to go through that and then he died of diabetes like eight years after and, this shit went down and then like, well you know, and you, just, you also what he said uh, was like, wrong and ignorant but it's like do we, do we destroy someone we enjoy the downfall we do have we you read really this? really take satisfaction in our downfalls we 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 really we don't we don't we don't mind building someone up we don't, and we don't mind that when we're done with them uh kicking them on the way down yeah, you know and terrible. i think with social media now it's more so than ever i was going to bring this up there's a book called so you've been publicly shamed yeah. by john ronson yeah. i gave it a, re- a read and it's it's a great book and it talks about all these cases like like this woman who made an insensitive a- tweet the aids joke yeah, yeah and even her it wasn't what she was intending it was just poorly worded yeah. and then she gets she takes out an 11 hour flight yeah. by the time she gets off the plane her entire life is ruined and she didn't yeah. even know 
And these people are all like tweeting about it. They figured out she was on a plane. Yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be so Imagine great. when she, she lands. Yeah. And then yeah. when she landed, someone took a picture of yeah. her because someone was had Wi-Fi on the plane. She yeah. probably was trying to nap or didn't want to pay the eight bucks that fucking these airlines charge oh, you. Oh, God. She wishes she paid those eight bucks. She does. Yeah. Because then she could have at least deleted it before. No, it's but we like it, It's the, the, uh, the passion is for hatred in a lot of ways, and online gives you a good way. Know. You know, it's a very, it's a very, uh, yeah. It's, it's sad because Jimmy was one hundred percent correct. No, uh, all right, saying. wait a second. Hold on. But when Let's you, but when someone there. does uh, get, uh, when someone does get cast into that, you know, shame, and they're typecast as the bad person from then on, and you know, for so long they were built up as something else. It's, it is, it is pretty amazing because the guy, it was words. You know, I, yeah. it was never. Uh, and and worse things are said uh, daily by people. Totally, they and, just asked. But it was just uh, yeah. I think he was just being complimentary towards black and, people. You know, At least in his mind, that's what he was trying to do. You know what it's like, like, when, come like, like when you you go like let's say you go out and you you get you have a you get blacked out and you wake up the next morning and someone says oh you fucking uh you know you knocked out you knocked over like a table full of drinks before you left. I mean you wake the next day. And you hear that the next day, the next for me, like the next two weeks, you, you know, you're sitting, but you'll just be driving and be like, God damn, I wish I didn't do it. So embarrassed by that. Imagine if that moment was captured on film and changed your life. The amount of looking back you go to on, you know, anytime something's good, it's almost like you have an illness. It's almost like anytime something's going good, you can go, ah, I still can't hang my hat on anything because yeah. God damn the elephant in the room. I wish I didn't say that shit about the black guy. Fuck, man. Poor Jimmy. Well, he's dead now. Uh, anyway, dead. that's how yeah. we're going to wrap that up. Yeah. No, um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just one of those things where I wish we could see. Um, I'm going to try to be the change I want in the world. You there know what I mean? Like that. Um, I'm not going to shy away from my political views at all. No. You know, I, uh, I wish we had Hillary Clinton instead, even though I wasn't a big fan of her. I wish we were all independent in how we viewed our politics. I hate this idea of political parties because then you're married to one or the other. It's stupid. We have... 100 ESPNs now. We have more ESPNs than political parties. That's not a good thing. Um, also, I don't like this shaming. I think people, yeah, I think we, I think we should get back to giving people the benefit of the doubt because was someone intending to be offensive? You know what I mean? Or are they just ignorant to a subject matter? Now, like what Ben Carson said, you're that was stupid, and people should be like, no, you're, what you said, you're, we need to educate you a little bit better. Well, it's troubling um, because of the position he's in. Yeah, he's a neurosurgeon. How is he this dumb as a neurosurgeon? Well, he's a, he's a neurosurgeon, and he's in he's in charge of like you know government housing yeah, projects housing now. And you know the idea that it, it's it's look if a white guy said that it would oh my God, it would be yeah. a a bigger deal. It would be, yes. but there's something more baffling about a black guy saying. I agree with you there because it's like how are you so you know you're so detached? How how am I as a white guy? When you say yeah, that, I go, that's offensive to black people, black man. Yeah, it's weird because you know? then we're in a weird, delicate situation. Yeah. Whereas two white dudes, we can't just. We're be calling like, Ben Carson a racist. Ben Carson's a black guy who hates to be black. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you don't want to really no, throw that but, out there. But yeah, I you know, don't know. But yeah, as Brent Musburger said before he got punched in the face by Jimmy the Greek, <laughs> the shoe fits. That's what he said when, when Jimmy the Greek was saying, "Why aren't I getting? You know, I should be getting more st- screen time." Or I keep saying stage time because I'm such a comedian. Yeah, yeah you got to hit the mics, dude. You got to hit the open mics. <laughs> Give him the stick, light. Stick to your time. And, like you Jimmy know, the Greek. Jimmy the Greek opener. would be a great comic. Name, he would have been. My back is killing me, dude. Oh. All right, well that's been the podcast. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up. Gareth, anything else you want to plug? You already plugged your stuff. Uh, like, yeah, the Dollop or? Podcast is my podcast. I also have Point versus Point. The Dollop's going on the road. You can find dates at dollopodcast.com. Uh, it's also on Facebook. 
give it a listen. Come see us on tour. We'll be in Milwaukee, Chicago, Denver, Salt Lake City, Houston, Dallas, uh, Reykjavik, Iceland. Go to Iceland? Uh, Austin, oh, Boston, New York, uh, Chicago, Detroit. I don't know if I already said You said those. Chicago already. All you right. can say it again. That's a great time. Keep going back. All right, man. Well, dude, I, thanks for everyone listening. We'll be ba- I'll be back weekly doing the podcast. Um, I'll get into some more. Joe, Joe Canale, have him on. I know. I got to get some more hockey guys on, too, because I've really ignored hockey, and I love hockey, yeah. but I've just been so behind on stuff. Joe you know? Bartnick. Um, I've had Bartnick on the podcast okay, before. Good. I'd like to get him back on. Nate Craig, Steve Byrne. I'd like to try. Yep. I've been trying to get Byrne yeah, on for a while, but he's, you know, we, our schedules conflict often. All right. Um, you know, tell your friends, review us on iTunes. It goes a long way and check out all the other podcasts on punch drunk sports. This has been comedians talking sports. I'm Joe Kilgallen. It's conflict often. All right. 